1: Hey, it's Billy Hollowell and welcome to the Pure Flix podcast on this fine Saturday morning. So here's the deal. I want to start the show today with a scripture, and I might have shared the scripture recently because it just keeps it just keeps coming to mind, and I'll get into why that is, but let me read it first. It's 1st Thessalonians 5:18, "Give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you." I mean, that doesn't just say like, hey, give thanks when you're happy. Give thanks when life is easy. 2020 has been a mess, okay? It has been difficult and it has been a struggle and a lot of people haven't seen loved ones. There have been jobs that have been lost. I mean, a lot of us are trying to figure out like how do we remote learn while we work? Like how do we have our kids home um, learning while we work at our job? It's it's just been a tough year maybe not for everyone but i think for most people and and then we had you know just so much division this year it's been crazy and i think about that verse god's like give thanks always in every circumstance even when it's difficult and that this is the will of god and jesus christ for us that is mind blowing to me and it reminds me at this time just days before thanksgiving that we need to be focused on what we have And it may be that we don't have as much as we had before 2020. It may be that we're struggling, but that we can say, you know what, God, thank you for these things and and actually focus on the things that we do have. I think that's so important and I struggle with it. So I'm not, listen, I'm preaching to the choir right now and it's a choir that is singing loud because I know how difficult this has been. And so... I just want to encourage all of us, let's give thanks in all circumstances because we're called to do that, and I know how hard that is. And so, obviously, from Pure Flix to all of you, I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. It's Saturday. We're just a few days away from the holiday, and I know the holiday is going to look different for some people, not for everyone, um, but for some people it will look different, and it will be a struggle. And at a time when so many of us are isolated, Um, I would encourage you, reach out to somebody in your life, send a text, make a phone call. This has not been an easy time for anyone, and I think it means so much. Somebody wrote me a letter, a note, just on a note card the other day, and it came to my house. They mailed it to me, and it was an interview I had done for my book, um, Playing With Fire, and I had gone on this person's podcast, and... They just wrote me the nicest note about how amazing it was to catch up with me and to talk with me, and it just it felt good, and I would encourage all of us, let's do that for other people. Um, I, I think people are desperately wanting to be heard and to connect with others, and we may not even realize there are people in our lives who are feeling that way. So what are the lessons from this rant? <laughs> Glass have full. Let's be grateful for what we have, and let's reach out. Let's take the time this week as we're looking at gratitude to really be thankful for what we have and to really reach out to others who, who need us. All right, having said all of that, I am super excited for today's interview. We are having on Vincent Rocco Vargas. Now, if you're not familiar with him, we'll get into his story in a minute here, but he's in the film Lucy Shimmers and the Prince of Peace. This is on Pure Flix right now. Um, it's streaming, and I'm going to read the description because I love it. It's It's amazing. It says, Second chances start when a hardened criminal crosses paths with a precocious little girl who is helped by an angel to change hearts during the holiday season. So it's a feel-good, amazing film, Lucy Shimmers and the Prince of Peace. And after I noticed the movie, I started thinking, who is this Vincent Vargas guy? I've seen him, but what's his backstory? And and as you know, if you listen to this podcast, I'm all about telling people's backstories, who they are, where they came from. And when I'm when I say people, I mean... All sorts of different people, but in particular for this podcast, actors, people who work in entertainment in Hollywood. Who are they? When you get behind the scenes to understand who somebody is, it tells us a lot. And so that's what you get on this show. And Vincent Vargas, he's got a fascinating story. So, yeah, he's an actor now, but this is a guy who was in the U.S. Army. He went on to serve three combat deployments okay, overseas in the Middle East. And then, after he was on active duty, he joined the U.S. Army Reserves, continued his service, and then in 2009 became a federal agent with the Department of Homeland Security. So this is a guy. He's he worked for Homeland Security. He was an army. He was an army guy. He deployed numerous times, and he left all that behind to become an actor. And I'm like. This is incredible. Like, what makes somebody who has this amazing career in Homeland, right? Leave that all behind and say, I want to be an actor. And so we're going to dive in here in just one second here and welcome Vincent Vargas to the show. Before we do that, just a couple of things. I want you guys. To really head over to PureFlix, if you're not a PureFlix member, go over and get a free trial. Check it out. There are thousands of movies, TV shows, um, original series, so much content for kids and families alike. It's faith and family-friendly content that you won't want to miss. And I also want to note that this podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network, and that's E-D-I-F-I. If you're looking for other Christian podcasts, right, and you're trying to figure out, like, what can I trust? There's a lot of of stuff out there, right, that maybe you don't want to put into your ears and listen to edify is a great podcast app to listen to so if you go over to the app store on apple or over on android it's edifi download that app we are part of that network which is super exciting and um we we love being a part of edify head over to edifi.app on your browser you can get more information on that and we will be right back after the break we are going to dive into our discussion with vincent Rocco vargas
0: Did you know you can access thousands of entertaining and inspiring faith and family friendly TV shows, movies and original series? It's simple, just log on to pureflix.com right now to start your free trial. From kids content to some of the most uplifting films, we've got your entire family covered. Sign up today.
1: And we are back with more of the Pure Flicks podcast. I'm Billy Hollowell. And after that little break, I just wanna I wanna tell you guys, I am super excited because Vincent is just a really cool guy, and I had an amazing time getting a chance to sit down with him, hear his story, understand how he went from like the U.S. Army, right, deploying overseas and homeland security into the world of acting. I mean, it's a really interesting jump. And so we're going to dive into Faith, his story, and so much more right now. Let's welcome Vincent to the Pure Flix podcast. Hey, Vincent, how's it going today? Very good. Early morning feels good.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where are you based? Uh, I'm based out of Salt Lake City, Utah.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. I love yeah. Salt Lake. I love That's a great, that's a great city. Yeah. So you got, do you have a nice mountain view Yeah, we do.
2: Actually, we have it in Mountain View on both sides of us. So we're kind of in the the bowl of the Wasatch Valley. And so we have its mountains around us. And right now they're all snow capped, So it's like the best time of year.
1: Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you for coming on today. We we wanted to talk with you because I have heard such amazing things about your film, Lucy Shimmers and the Prince of Peace. And so I want to start there. But you've also got like this amazing background, um, you know, U.S. Army. Homeland Security, and then becoming an actor. And so, I want to get into all that, but I want to start with the film yeah. first. Um, what, what, what's the central takeaway? So, if somebody has not seen this movie, they want to watch it. Like, what would you tell them?
2: Um, it's two parts, man. I, I think there's definitely second chances for my character. Uh, the opportunity of second chances. Um, you know, there's obviously the faith, faith-driven film. Um, it seems like my character alone just turned his back on God. And your character is Edgar, right? Edgar, Edgar, tell us a little bit about him. Uh, Edgar has made some mistakes and it's never clear exactly what those mistakes were, but it sent him to prison. Um, He lost his family because of it and it's just eaten him alive, you know, and he has that, that tough outer shell and the, the facility is trying to help him by putting him on a donor list. And so Uh, very very hardened exterior uh and in the movie you'll get to see the rest of of how uh that's kind of broken down um you know and and there's a an element of family that he regrets uh making the decisions he made and feels like there's no way they'll ever forgive him you know and you know there's funny how similar that is probably to my real life is why Mm. the character was was a beautiful uh, take on it and probably easy to really channel this character uh, spending a lot of time in the military being gone from my family. Uh, sometimes felt like I was just volunteering for jobs just because I felt it was my duty to. Um, I ended up losing a lot of time with my family and so um, there's definitely a guilt that still lingers in me that I that I try and accept and this character just really brought it out.
1: So that's so interesting to me, you know, for actors because I always wonder, you know, some people they pour themselves into a role and you think, man, how do you do that? You know, if and so but when you relate to the character I would imagine it's a it's a lot easier to pull yourself in when you can kind of see some of those central themes and everything you just described. that's stuff we all struggle with to different degrees. Not everybody's going going to prison, right? But but right. we all we all face these different struggles, which is right. pretty amazing to me. Yeah,
2: yeah. There's a lot of working dads that don't have any other option but to work, right? There's there's dads who who don't get. I get the opportunity when I'm not acting is drop my kids off at school and I am completely grateful for that like, like nothing but gratitude and being able to wake up early and drop them off some might think of it as a burden but i still hold that guilt or i just want to fulfill more time with them and 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 i just just i just tell people like you gotta you gotta appreciate those moments because us as working dads i used to be a nine to five or i used to be a a ninth or whenever the job was done or, you know and and you don't realize how much you miss these kids' lives. And so I now just have s- such gratitude towards time that I can give my family.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, it's interesting. A lot of people don't talk about, we talk a lot about moms, which we need to, that's important, but we don't talk a lot about dads, right? And like yeah. how much time, because I work a lot and, I, and I'm and i constantly doing a lot of things. And my kids will sometimes tell me, daddy, we miss you or daddy, you know. And so it's finding that balance, but it it's tough, right? I mean, it is yeah. it is a tough i didn't plan on talking about this but i love that you brought it up because i think i think you know we miss so much time with our kids and later on we're not going to be like oh man i'm so i'm so sad i didn't take another job or i didn't do another thing we're going to be like man i wish i spent more time with my family
2: right that's that's exactly and you know it's funny you mentioned my my prior history of being in the military being in homeland security and those all i was so dedicated to the mission and i wholeheartedly believed in it i still believe in it but um, something gets 100% of me. The rest gets the leftovers. And mm. the job, the job that's that's going overseas and really doing doing something that I believe is protecting our country, the job on homeland security on the boots on the ground, I believe is those jobs need 100% of me because if they don't, I can put myself at risk or my I could be the liability for my partners. And so mm-hmm. then you come home and your family gets the leftovers, legitimately just gets what's left, the energy I have left, the little bit of emotion I have left. And it might not even be a good side of me because sometimes you bring work home. And that is, you know, and I'm going to, we weren't supposed to talk about anything like this, but, but I think it's important, right? Um, this is life. This is people. This Absolutely. Is part, this is part of my character as well. Um, you know, I went through a divorce, I became a single dad. And I started to realize how much they actually needed me in their life. Uh, I started to realize, like, that relationship has been weak. They they didn't know dad was funny. They didn't know dad was so protective and caring because dad was paying the bills. Dad wasn't really relevant in their lives as a mentor. And so I made some really big choices. You know, I was making a significant amount of money as a Border Patrol agent um, on the special operations teams. But I was gone a lot when they call nine, you know, when they call that emergency line, my team activates anywhere in the world. So how do you do that as a single father? Right. You know, I had my yeah. cousin help me. I had my mom flying to help me. It just was almost impossible. And so I had to walk away from that career. Luckily at the same time, you know, I was doing some YouTube. I was already inspired about film. I did some theater in college. So the hardest jump in the world and it never should have been possible right people take years and years and years i was very fortunate to look the way i look to be able to act you know it was like opportunity met uh preparation met opportunities what they say um and that's what got me into this to the film and television world well and that's it's so amazing there's so much there right because so yeah. you, you you deploy you were deployed in the army three times before homeland yeah. security right yeah i was a uh, I was with 2nd of the 75th Ranger Regiment, so I was in a special operations unit, uh, considered an army ranger. Uh, I deployed to Afghanistan in 2000, 2004, uh, came back and deployed to Iraq in 2005. And wow. then my, my last tour to Afghanistan was in 2007. Um, wow. Yeah. In four years of active duty, I was home legitimately like home 11 months. Wow. So, how if did, yeah, if it wasn't for deployment, it was a training mission. If it wasn't for a training mission, it was a school that they, they sent me to. It was just um, – It just and,
1: didn't stop. It was, yeah. no, it was kind of – how did – how did that change because we were talking about the kids and all of that too and you know before i ask you this question i think it's so easy you know a lot of people assume especially men you know and fathers like i'm out there i'm working i'm working for my you know family and that's that's the support right like we sometimes forget the things you're talking about the mentoring the being there and that can happen with any parent of, a, of either gender but i think it happens a lot with dads because that's sort of what's in, what's in our, our minds sometimes. Um, so you were gone the majority, you know, the majority of those four years, how did that change you just being deployed,
2: seeing what you saw? You know, there's, there's still, and that's probably why I'm so active in, in, as a veteran advocate and helping veterans. I I didn't forget what it did to me, you know, and, um, I've been to counseling for post-traumatic stress. You know what I mean? Um, I have my, my little things that, that, that eat me up still right my wife is an incredible support uh system for me and she 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 just really helps me get through some of that stuff and and, you know and i also help other veterans through it because i changed as a man because i once saw a different side of the world that most people don't ever get to it's a very very dark world out there you know and i know that and that's probably how i I am so nervous about my kids getting older in this world and and not being ready, mentally prepared for, for just how, how, how hard this world can be. Right. And, you know, but it also woke me up to, if I put my mind towards something I can achieve it because that's what I've done. You know, I've, I've I've done, I've been the top of my ranks. I've been the leadership awards, the honor graduates in every course I've ever been to and with them as my motivation in the back of my head, I've always had the vision of them watching me cross a, a stage and being proud of dad, like in the hard moments when I want to quit in those hard days where I just really was like, man, I don't know what I'm doing. I think of them and like as much as they'll never understand that or know that because I didn't show it to them. They have always been my inspiration. That's like, awesome. Yeah.
1: I love that. I mean, and that, and that is just, it's so powerful to me. So you, you deploy, you then you're in Homeland Security, you're working a tough job and what's so crazy i mean i don't think there are a lot of people who are like oh i'm leaving this job to and i'm gonna go into acting i mean like so what and you talked a little bit about it, but what sparked that in you like was there a moment before you left the job where you're like this is my path forward like i'm gonna be an actor
2: yeah um you know i started doing youtube with one buddies and it was a very it's kind of a youtube comedy you know um uh, veteran humor um as that started just putting myself in front of a camera you know remember I did about two years of theater in college playing baseball and so I had a little bit of a I guess an introduction to this um, I started on YouTube and really enjoying the characters just like the over exaggerated version of myself just to make comedy um, and I started getting some some attention People were like, man, you're really good man I love those videos they're funny the videos my friends started taking it more of a a darker approach or or started using um you know shock comedy and i didn't necessarily agree with it at the time being a dad trying to trying to really do things so i so i kind of walked away from the group of doing that and i decided to really commit to some serious hollywood style acting um a veteran a navy veteran for 30 years in hollywood acting his name is jamie Kaler. he uh, kind of mentored my, you know, put foot in the door and asked me to come out to LA and do some improv comedy, uh, a thing called Dads in Parks. You'd love it. It's such a funny, honest, you know, two dads sitting at a park watching their kids play and we're just dialogue, right? Just, you know, whatever it comes <laughs> I back. love that kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, those did really well. And he told me, he he kind of gave me the, the big push and said, you should really come out here and try this. My wife at the same time. I um, said, I should just really commit to myself. Investing in me was like what we needed to do. And it was pretty crazy. Once I walked away from my job, my wife, you know, really pushed me uh, to invest in me. All of a sudden I get a producer from from the History Channel asked me to do a reality show. And I was like, oh, I'm interested in seeing what it's like, right? Because right now I don't have a paycheck, right? I have a, a, a business I started that's who knows how that's going to go. And I don't really have a paycheck, so, they, so, so And you that, had a big paycheck; oh, you were making good money before, right? So you oh, walked I'll, away from I'll that, right? Over a hundred k plus, right? Man. And we were comfortable, you know. And I, and I had a retirement lined up, you know, everything. So it goes from that to zero. And so um, I did the History Channel show. It didn't do well. After five episodes, they they took it off the air because it was involving guns. It was it was a me doing fun gun builds, but at the time, very uncomfortable subject because we just had two major major issues with shootings and so completely understood but at the same time I went to LA to film the second round of Dads in Parks and a friend called me goes if you're in LA mines is doing doing an audition right now I said okay send him my stuff and by chance knowing the right person he sends over a headshot of mine he sends over a small video I pr- produced about veteran transition and he sent over a Dads in Parks and they said yes send him here we want to see him read so the next day it was my first legit Hollywood audition, and I'm nervous. And he goes, "Don't be. You've been to war, dude. You've done big things. Right? You've done you've <laughs> yeah. done much bigger things. That, right? right. But there's something about
1: that that is very stressful, right? And it's not yeah. just like audition. Getting in front. So, so for people who are you know watching or listening and don't know this, getting in front of people and either speaking as yourself, which you do a lot of as well, mm-hmm. or pretending to be somebody else and having to audition and have that pressure. That is, it is stressful.
2: Yeah, you know, I think what comes with that is the idea of what this could be. Like, this could be life changing. And I think that is a lot of the anxiety that when you're like, all right, don't mess this up. Cause you you know, you only have like $400 in the account right now. You know, <laughs> right. The gas driving there made you scared cause I'm like doing the numbers in my head. I'm like, okay, I can make the drive, come back and still get a flight home. <laughs> like, yeah, that's where we were you know, and, and then you just want to make yourself proud, you know? And so went in there, um, I believe I read really well, um, the, the casting director, her name is Wendy O'Brien. She gave me a big old hug and, and gave my wife a big hug. And we left and I said, is that normal? Do they normally hug you? I, like, did that mean I did good? You know, and we flew home to back to El Paso at the times where we were living, the last place I worked as a Border Patrol agent. And uh, they gave me an email the next day saying Kurt Sutter now wants to see me to do a second read and oh wow! Kurt Sutter who is the creator of Sons of Anarchy an incredible notable writer uh, producer um, and so the little money I had left I bought the ticket back my dad took me uh, my dad drove me there because I didn't have a car there and my, my dad's a huge Sons of Anarchy fan so he's, he's just talking my ear off the whole time <laughs> i get in there um genuinely i blacked out like i just didn't think about what i was doing i just was boom go you know um i remember as i kind of start to realize the room everyone's laughing at whatever i did and i was like i think i did well you know shook everyone's hand said thank you for the opportunity and i walked out um my dad is jumping on my back saying how's it going you know <laughs> as, as Kurt started watching there's a window watching us walk to our car my dad's jumping on my back and i'm hugging him um I think that was the, also the side of what probably closed the deal for him is that he said, Yeah. And so it was like five days later I'm in LA filming the first pilot of Mayan's MC.
1: Wow. Wow. And so You've had this career. You're also a really inspirational guy. You're out there spreading positive messages and, you know, that seems to be important to you to make an impact on people. And so does that carry over to acting, too? Are there certain types of roles you gravitate toward, like Lucy Shimmers? I'm just I'm curious how that manifests itself.
2: So, you know, the Lucy Shimmers thing, uh, you know, look at me, uh, you know, neck tattoos, hand tattoos. Um, this is my culture of tattooing and I just love it. There was no other choice to do it It's just something that me and my father grew up in, in the tattoo world and I just like it It's my form of expression for myself But everyone else sees me as a bad guy when it comes to acting. I'm the bad guy like right away I walk in a room bad guy and uh, And and I get it, you know, but uh, I would love to change that mindset because I was not a bad guy I was a fellow agent you know? And you were in the army, and, and you deployed not, and
1: defended the country right. three times yeah. in foreign yeah.
2: countries, right. right. And I was, right. A, I was a prison guard for a couple of years. Like, I, everything I've ever done is to protect and serve. Which is me. ironic, wait a minute,
1: that's ironic considering Lucy Shimmers, right, and the, the role of Edgar that you play in prison right Right.
2: so yeah that's you know so you see the white shirt in the images that i did that on purpose because i know that's how a lot of the inmates i knew wore their shirt i said no i want the white shirt to extend past the bottom they're like oh okay cool (laughs) (laughs) um you're like i've been there i know this like i get this a little final touch on that but you know when when i sat with rob diamond who was the writer and director of the film um writer director producer everything right um, we talked about what roles I'm looking for. And I said, I need something with heart because no one ever sees me with heart. And that that, that bothers me. As an actor, I don't chase films to be on. I don't, you don't see me going to every audition there is. No, I'm not the guy that needs the job. I'm the guy that picks and chooses which ones I want because I love acting for what it is, the theater of it. This is not What's gonna make me millions? I don't. I don't care about that. I care about really representing a beautiful role and telling a beautiful story. I'm. I, I'm an, it's important for me to push myself as an actor because something about acting has been therapeutic in my recovery of, of post-traumatic stress. You know, I'm, I'm also sober two years, right? And so there's a lot of things that congratulations. I just, That's amazing. So I, I battle and I and I work hard for and I love the opportunity to play something where people don't see me. People don't see me as a dad and on film and television. And I don't understand that. I'm hoping to change that, right? Because number one, I'm a dad. I'm a husband. You know, I'm a, I'm a big teddy bear. There's obviously the war side of me. There's, the, this, there's this guy that's the protector. But man, I'm first of all, of anything, I'm, I'm dad. And so Rob saw that. He said, oh, I see it in your eyes. Yeah, you're a beautiful spirit. Okay, I'm gonna find you something. I'm gonna find you a role. And he calls me and sends me the script of Lucy Shimmers. And I said, yep, you got me. I'm in.
1: That's awesome. That is so awesome. So as we round out to a close here, let me ask you this question about Lucy Shimmers. Right, A lot of people watching this film right now, uh, popular film, a lot of heart to it. What's your big hope for the takeaway for the audience? In light of everything you just said about the positive messages and making an impact, what do you want people to think and feel when they're done watching that
2: film? Uh, you know, I think it's gratitude to what they have now. Appreciate everything at every moment, right? Every moment counts with your family. Um, you know, being able to say sorry. And, you know, the faith side of it, man, is is always being a good person. You know, God is there, right? God is there. And I, and, and I, I don't really publicly talk about me being Christian, but um, it is the driving force for why I want to be better father. It's a driving force for why I try and be motivational inspiration for others. I, you know, I'm here to serve others as much as I can, you know, to to be as close to the big man as possible. Have you been, so now that, now
1: I have another question. So I lied to everybody and to you. <laughs> have you, have you been a lifelong Christian? Is that something that's more recent? I'm curious about your journey on that. Uh,
2: I was raised Catholic, you know, and raised Catholic from, from a, uh, you know, a Mexican woman who is Catholic you know everything I did it was was this and that and it was a tough upbringing you know and and baseball was Sundays for me you know and me and my mom butted heads for many years as uh, I went to college in Kentucky is where I you know found Christianity and I really I really enjoyed um, that version of finding God you know I'm a big big into the Bible studying like I just want to learn right I you know, I, I want to learn more. I want to, you know, uh, and, and throughout life, I struggled with it. I think everyone kind of does, right? There's the doubt. There's the frustration. There's, oh, absolutely. But the, the lack of understanding everything to its core is already a question, right? And so as you go to college and you learn the science and you learn, you know, evolution, then you're like, wait a minute. Everyone's questioning my own faith now, and now I question mine. And then going to war is probably what solidified a lot for me was, before any big mission, um, you know, I was crossing myself saying, oh, Lord, please find a way to get me out of this one. You know, and, and it was just this, I resorted to God because of my biggest fears, you know, and it also found comfort. That's them. powerful. That See, that it's amazing and when you read the bible i i'm like
1: constantly writing in my bible i used to try to keep my bible like clean right like oh i want this to be nice now it's like fall if it's falling apart that's actually a good thing right like right. you know but i was reading about like king david and you go through and you're like man he did some messed up stuff but then you see like all these amazing things and to and to your point just about like how we all are as human beings like his son tries to take you know take him over his yeah. son gets killed he's like lamenting Christ crying over his son, still honoring Saul after all this stuff that Saul tr- Saul's trying to kill him over and over again. You see these amazing attributes in flawed people, and that's all of us, right? Like yeah. and that's what's so cool about just like reading through scripture. And a lot of people don't realize that, you know, that and that's yeah. for me one of the biggest things in the Bible is that it records people's flaws, which is a very yeah. rare thing. No <laughs> other holy book is trying to record people's flaws. <laughs> like and and the
2: good things that people have done. So anyway, yeah, it's I it's amazing. A, yeah, I have a pastor you know, Rick Henderson, that that it, he made the daily message just a conversation. That right. certain people are able to just relay those messages, and and that's what he's done. He's kind of you know in his messages, it's always this It felt like he's always talking to me, <laughs> and I always walked out of someone like I swear he's talking to me. <laughs> that's that when I you know, know it's good, right? Yeah, that's what's beautiful. So. <laughs>
1: Well, listen, I, I so appreciate your time. I'd love to have you back again sometime. And I hope everyone goes out and watches Lucy Shimmers. It's on uh, Pure Flix right now. Thanks for your time. Thank you. And that brings us to the end of the Pure Flix podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this Saturday's edition of the show. I hope you all have a very, very happy Thanksgiving. And we will see you next week for another episode of the show. If you want more on Lucy Shimmers and the Prince of Peace, head over to PureFlix.com. See you all very soon.
0: That's all for today's podcast. You can follow Pure Flix on Facebook at Facebook.com slash and on Twitter at PureFlix. And be sure to log on today to PureFlix.com for thousands of faith and family-friendly movies and TV shows. Thanks for listening to the Pure Flicks Podcast.